What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez. This should be a really fun episode where I just talk about, really, I'm going to do a couple of parts, right? So a couple of episodes will be coming out one after the other uh, to keep them short and sweet, um, to not have such a fully extended episode. This one's going to be the first part of it, obviously, where I'm going to go through the bottom five teams uh, and my reasons why you should be watching them next season uh, from the Eastern Conference. On the next episode, it's going to be the bottom five from the West. After that, I'm going to do the middle of the pack from the East, then the middle of the pack from the West, and then we'll get the top five from the East and the top five from the West. So I'm going to be working my way from the bottom up on my reasons why you should be watching these teams, but let's get right into it. So starting all the way at the bottom, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, right? Last team, right? The last seeded team, which is the Orlando Magic, finished the season at 22 and 60. And you're probably thinking, Vic, why are you recommending the Orlando Magic if they aren't even <laughs> a play-in team from last season? Well, obviously, the reason is the number one overall pick, right? Paolo Bancaro, the Duke star, the person I've been talking about on the pod when he played in Summer League and obviously did a breakdown of the top three picks. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team that you definitely want to keep your eyes on. Not not to watch them, you know, watch out for a championship run or anything crazy like that, but you want to see the growth, right? Uh, Franz Wagner, right? I think he is a fan favorite of the Orlando Magic. I don't think I've... I've uh, come across any Orlando Magic content on YouTube or anywhere else that you can find it uh, where people are not in love with this basketball player for the Magic, right? Uh, Franz Wagner, obviously, um, he was in the running for Rookie of the Year. A lot of people were in his corner. I really like his, uh, his chemistry with his brother, Mo Wagner, right? I love seeing them both out there. So yeah, you get to see the Wagner brothers, uh, Cole Anthony, kind of a question mark. We don't know what what we're going to see from Cole, right? Um, I see him working at UNC, obviously, North Carolina, um, you know, putting in that work in the offseason. The team looks really together. If you want to kind of get an idea of, you know, like a good quick look at the chemistry, right, in the Orlando Magic, I think you should watch, um, if you've ever seen the podcast Road Trippin' uh, with Ali Clifton, Richard Jefferson, and Channing Fry. it's a really funny podcast. Um, it's definitely up there in one of my favorites as well. Um, it's hard. I I told you guys I'd come up with a tier list. (laughs) That tier list is going to take some time because I've named a lot of podcasts, um, and I want to rank them correctly. Um, you know, so we'll see how that goes. But yes, on that one, uh, you actually get to see, uh, um, the magic head coach, right? Jamal Mosley. Um, you also get to see, uh, Gary Harris, Markel Fultz. You get a quick little talk with Jalen Suggs. You know, it's it's an, it's a good feel, right? It's a good vibe. Um, I like the energy this team has. I really like the... the. It looks like these guys are really coming together. Um, you know, can't wait to see that. You know, I, I definitely recommend it. You know, you throw in Paolo Bancaro, of course. You get to watch the number one overall pick adjust to the NBA. There's, you know, those are my reasons to watch the Orlando Magic. But let's move on to the next team. So up next, I'm looking at, obviously, the following team, 14-seeded team in the Eastern Conference, the Detroit Pistons, right? Not much better than the Orlando Magic. 
23 and 59 was their record at the end of the season. But I could argue that this team could be more exciting and uh, probably <laughs> more fun to watch than the Orlando Magic. Um, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb by saying that, but you know, I'm looking at what they have now. Uh, obviously, rookie of the year candidate, which was Kate Cunningham last season. Uh, you're looking at Jalen Duran, freak athlete. Right, 6'11", 250, uh, you know, just a lob threat. Going to be very exciting. It's going to bring the excitement back to Detroit, right? You heard the head coach, uh, Dwayne Casey, saying, you know, <laughs> during Summer League, oh, he reminds me of Sean Kemp, right? Uh, you know, I don't know if he's hyping him up or anything like that. I was a fan of Jalen Duran. I think he is on the right team here because he is going to be alongside... Two guards that can really feed him the ball. And I'm talking about Jaden Ivey, who they also drafted. Um, and obviously, like I said, Cade Cunningham. So, you know, this is going to be probably a more exciting team, in my opinion, because they kind of have a, a more established face of the franchise at the moment, Cade Cunningham. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, right? The Magic, their face of the franchise is unknown at this point, right? Uh, you could argue Franz Wagner, right? Um, you know, some people might say Cole Anthony. I don't really see Cole Anthony as the face of that franchise at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, the chance really is for Paolo Bancaro, right? That's really the guy that's looking like he's going to be the most featured player on that roster. But on this Pistons team, you get an elite college guard in Jaden Ivey. Obviously, electric, exciting, you heard Mike Schmitz compare him to two players, which was Russell Westbrook body, um, but obviously like John ja Morant uh, type of like explosiveness, right? Um, and yeah, that's pretty similar. You know, Jaden Ivey, obviously, he is a, a, a good shooter. You know, he's not bad, definitely has to improve a little bit, likes to shoot from deep. Um, like I said, just very explosive, very shifty. Um, <laughs> a pretty good passer, right? Good playmaker. Um, so, you know, Jalen Duran has a lot of lobs <laughs> that he's going to be catching this season. So definitely watch out for Detroit, right? You get, you get beef stew, right? If you're not familiar, obviously, um, it's Isaiah Stewart, right? Um, just kind of a tough six foot eight, 250, uh, did really well in summer league. I, I watched him a couple of times in summer league and he looked really good. Um, Isaiah Stewart, obviously he's a fan favorite in Detroit. Um, more notably, uh, that argument, that fight that he had with LeBron where he kind of lost his mind. Uh, you get Marvin Bagley, right? Uh, just one of those guys that you're kind of waiting for him to kind of pop off, right? It's been kind of a rough start to his, to his career, you know, in, in, in the Sacramento Kings time. Um, and obviously he comes to Detroit, probably looks a little bit better, but yeah, you know, you get Sadiq Bey, right? Uh, they're saying he's like training in the mountains, kind of like isolated, doing this intense training. You know, we saw like a 50-point game from him last season. Um, very interested to see what Sadiq Bey uh, is bringing to the season, right? It, that, that's one of those things that, you know, he's one of those guys that you might want to keep your eyes on. Um, you know, Luca Garza, you know, kind of like a kind of like a fringe NBA player. He's kind of holding on, right, as, as hard as he can, right? We don't know if he's going to stick around in the league. Um, you know, uh, Alec Burks, um, you know, they get uh, Nerlens Noel. So, you know, they, they got some pieces, you know. This isn't 
what the Detroit Pistons have looked like in the past, right? Where you're like, where's the direction? You know, what, what are we really looking at with this team? Um, you can kind of see it now, right? You're going to get two playmaking guards in the backcourt, right? Obviously, Cade and Jaden Ivey. Um, you have the lob threat in Jalen Duran. You have, obviously, the forward in Sadiq Bey, who has shown some flashes. Isaiah Stewart, the kind of do-it-all. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of, like, a Udonis Haslam type, right? Kind of a guy that, like, he'll he'll just get, he'll do the dirty work, right? Just does the dirty work, and, and he can score, too, right? Like, he, he gets his buckets, right? He's... He's a really good contributor for this team. So I think that the Pistons are an awesome team to really look at as far as lottery teams. Um, and yeah, let's go on to the next one. So the next team on the list, the Indiana Pacers, right? 25 and 57, right? But, you know, when you look at that record, you're thinking, yikes, you know, what what the heck, right? Usually you think the Pacers are, are a team that competes, right? But, you know, aside from the record, right? Um, we're looking at a team that, first of all, <laughs> they have all the guards that exist in the universe, <laughs> okay, pretty much, right? Let me count the guards they have here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine guards on this roster. And when I say guards, um, I'm counting the players that are listed at guard forward, right? It says GF. So, you know, either way, right? I'm talking about guys. We have six five, six five, six five, six foot one, uh, six eight guard, which is Kendall Brown. Uh, you know, Terry Taylor, six five, Aaron Neesmith, six five, Buddy Heald, six foot four. It is stacked with guards, right? Um, and I want to say this, right? When I was telling you guys that Indiana Pacers were a stacked team. And that was my reason for Ben Matherin not going to be able to win Rookie of the Year. I didn't mean stacked as in like, oh my God, this is a superstar roster. You know, I meant stacked as in position stacked, right? They have so many guards that it's hard for me to take Ben Matherin as the Rookie of the Year, right? Unless he completely just takes over a starting roster spot from the jump and, you know, he just balls out, he becomes the, the lead guy, yes, it's possible for him, but, you know, on a team where there's so many guards, it's really hard for me to pick him as Rookie of the Year, but nonetheless, right, Ben Matherin uh, obviously played for Canada, had a really deep run, right, in that U19 um, league, right, um, he's been really good, you know, in college, obviously, he was great, um, I think that in summer league, obviously he was one of the better players, um, talked a lot of, a lot of crap, right? He talked a lot of trash, um, in workouts with, uh, former NBA players. Uh, you know, he's a guy that talks a big game and he plays a big game, right? Knocks down the three. The shot looks really good. He's an athlete. He's not afraid. He puts the ball down. This is a guy that's very exciting to watch. So if you're not going to watch the Pacers for any other reason than Ben Matherin, I'm not going to knock you, right? But then we get to the other things, right? Chris Duarte, right? He's been really good, right? This is a fun guy, obviously a guard, right? 6'5", 190. Um, but Chris Duarte, you know, shoot, knocks down threes, plays hard, you know? He's been a pretty favorite player for these Indiana Pacers fans. Um, you're looking at a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, who was in that big 
uh, trade Twitter fiasco, right? Everyone was completely shocked at the Tyrese Halliburton trade, right? Because the Kings had a guy that for once in a long time actually wanted to be in the Sacramento Kings roster, right? Tyrese Halliburton went on the JJ Redick podcast, you know, he was distraught from that. He was like, he was like, he couldn't believe he got traded, right? He wanted to do something in Sacramento. Um, and he has quickly shown uh, why that trade, in my opinion, is a mistake. Um, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is a do-it-all guy, right? Really good passer, really good playmaker. The shot seems to be coming for him. Um, you know, just one of those guys, right? High IQ, in the right place at the right time. You know, is it a team that's going to win a lot of games? I don't know. You know, but then you have that Buddy Heald question mark, right? This guy that's been in all the trade talks, right? And then we talk about Miles Turner, right? What's going to happen with that? Is he going to get traded? I feel like this guy's been in trade rumors since the day I was born, right? Like this guy's been in trade rumors forever. I don't know what's taking so long in moving this guy. Maybe it's the fact that the Pacers are asking for too much for him because I fail to believe, right? I don't believe that that it's not that other teams don't want him, right? Because obviously he's a skilled big, right? He's 6'11", 250, right? Yes, he is uh, obviously not a guy that you're thinking, you know, maybe you're you're thinking, eh, he's kind of like not great at the things he does, but he's good at the things he does, right? Um, and, you know, I'm not going to knock you for, for, for thinking that, but I think this guy on the right team can really move the needle for you right? Shot blocker, can shoot. You know, he's got size, he's got length. He's been around for a little bit now. You know, he's 26 years old, as I can see here on NBA.com. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know, you know, but this is a team that you definitely want to check out, right? Um, you know, Andrew Nemhart, obviously, uh, you know, obviously he played at Gonzaga, right? Um, with Chet Holmgren, he was a teammate of his, really good guard, that's going to be interesting to see, right? He was exciting in college. He was really good, a very reliable player. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the Indiana Pacers. That's my reason to watch them. So moving on next to the Washington Wizards, right? Finished the season at 35 and 47. Obviously, they had a hot start early on. Uh, I think people were really <laughs> behind the Washington Wizards train, right? <laughs> Everyone hopped on and quickly hopped off uh, once they came back to reality. Um, obviously couple of reasons that you might want to watch the Washington Wizards. Um, you know, they drafted a player in Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, which obviously, you know, was a big player in Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of question marks surrounding him. Uh, the question marks <laughs> continue to pile up after summer league, right? Didn't have a good summer league. Um, struggled to shoot the ball. That's something that we knew coming into summer league and into the season and also pre-draft, not one of his strengths, right? Uh, the jump shooting uh, so far, obviously a problem, um, you know, kind of a question mark, right? We don't know what we're going to get out of Johnny Davis. So, you know, if you're interested in Johnny Davis, if you liked him in college, if you've been following him in summer league, you can kind of, you know, you can tell, you know, he definitely struggled in summer league and we'll see, you know, we'll see what this pick entails. If you're a Wizards fan, I can understand the cause for concern, but obviously he's very young. He's 20 years old. He's a six foot five guard, 195 pounds. I would like to see him uh, probably get a little stronger, gain a little more weight. Obviously, he's just now coming into the NBA, so uh, that's something that we'll see as time passes. Obviously, the most 
the biggest news for the Wizards was Bradley Beal uh, signing that massive contract, right? Hurt, got a lot of flack from other NBA players on the podcast saying, hey, you know, got to get your money. But at the same time, you can't just sit in Washington and continue to lose for the rest of your career. Of course, he loves Washington. Clearly, um, you know, the money's enticing, but you can tell he does love the city. Um, he loves the team. He really thinks they can win. And him doing this kind of move, you know, I guess it is interesting to watch the Wizards because you're thinking, okay, let's see what they're going to do this season, right? They made some trades, right? They got Will Barton. Uh, they got Monte Morris, who obviously from the Denver Nuggets trade, you know, I I like these pieces. Uh, obviously, Chris Tapps Porzingis is on this roster. Uh, you know, it's, it's a big question mark. You know, Rui Hachimura, obviously a popular player out of Gonzaga. Um, kind of a, I don't know. You know, we don't know yet what he's going to become. You have a, another question mark like Denny Avdija or Avdia. Not really sure how to say his name. Um, another player from the G League Ignite here, Isaiah Todd. You know, we, we, we're getting a lot of G League Ignite players uh, really shining uh, in the NBA, really, really showing what the G League Ignite is all about. Uh, obviously, it's probably one of my favorite programs. And obviously, we have Kyle Kuzma, right? This is a guy that uh, he's talking about. Uh, he was talking on the Draymond Green show, um, you know, how the team is already gelling. They're kind of, they're starting pre-pre-camp, right? They're already working their chemistry. There's a good vibe. These guys really think they can do something big this season. You can catch Kyle Kuzma on the Draymond Green show. It was a great podcast. They talk about a lot of things. They talk about Kobe. They talk about LeBron. You know, uh, the influence they've had on Kyle Kuzma. Uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma's just background as a basketball player, as a person. It was a good pod. It was a good episode. But yeah, these are all reasons that maybe you want to check out the Wizards. You know, it's a team just riddled with question marks, right? And you get the buy-in from uh, Bradley Beal. And, you know, let's see what the talk is about, right? Chris Tapps Porzingis wanting more opportunity, you know, eventually, you know, ends up in Washington. So we'll see what happens, right? This is a team I'm not that interested in, to be honest with you. Um, I think this is the kind of team that you know, just does a lot of talking in the offseason and never really produces. Um, I know this is an episode telling you why you should watch them, and I kind of gave you some reasons because they are talking a big game in the offseason, um, and you get that buy-in from Bradley Beal. So we'll see what happens, right? Uh, that's going to do it for the Washington Wizards. Let's move on to the next team, and it's obviously going to be the New York Knicks, right? Probably, I'm not going to say probably, I'm going to say the most popular team on this list um, of the bottom five. They end up with a record of 37 and 45 after a season that was, you know, pretty a, a good sign for the fans, right? For New York Knicks fans, it was a big season for them. You know, they make the playoffs. Uh, it was a super exciting uh, playoff series with the Hawks. And then they have a season like this, right? Where it kind of all just falls apart, right? Um, you know, you get a second season after... Uh, Julius Randle's kind of pop-off season, right? Um, and he can't really follow up on that, right? Kind of goes back to, to reality, right? We get, a, we get a Julius Randle that comes back to earth, right? Um, you know, but I will say this, okay? Out of these five teams, obviously you would assume that the better team is going to be the Knicks, right? Because of the talent they have on this roster. Um, 
And obviously, for a big reason that you want to watch this team is their newest big addition, which is Jalen Brunson, right? We talked about that um, on, a, on an older pod episode uh, where he obviously signs a big contract with the Knicks. This is like, uh, you know, it puts a spotlight on Jalen Brunson. You know, he had a big season, had a big postseason, um, and this is his chance to kind of show his value, what he's really about. So if for any other reason to watch the Knicks, I would say keep your eyes on them because of the big gamble on Jalen Brunson, right? It's a big contract uh, for a player that had a big season, right? Um, and then we get to the other parts of this roster uh, that I like, right? Emmanuel Quickly, right? The continued growth of this guy. A 6'3 guard, uh, 190. He looks taller than 6'3 on TV. Um, you know, he's kind of lanky. Uh, very exciting player, you know. Uh, I would like to see him more involved. Uh, obviously, Miles McBride, he takes a nice little... Uh, he he kind of shows uh, the potential that he's got, right? Another guard for the Knicks. Um, obviously, Obi Toppin, right? Uh, freak athlete, exciting fast break player, right? Lob catcher. Um, if for any other reason to watch the Knicks, to watch some good dunks. Um, obviously, Obi Toppin is there. Um, RJ Barrett, you know, this is another another buildup for his career, right? He's looking really good. He, he's starting to, to figure out his game, right? Um, looking a lot better over time. Um, you look at a guy like Trevor Keels, who they drafted out of Duke just now, right? If you don't know Trevor Keels, this guy was super clutch for Duke. He came up huge in a lot of their games in the tournament, right? In the in the NCAA tournament. Dude was just... I mean, you, you could just look up the Duke games. And this guy is making big play after big play after big play. Um, you know, just a guy that was very reliable for Duke um, in important moments. And I think that's going to be a nice guy to watch. I don't know how, how often he's going to be out there on the court. Um, it's kind of like a... You know, he's a very young player, and we know Tom Thibodeau likes to rely on vets. Um, it's my knock on this team. I know they I know they had a big season under Tom Thibodeau, right, um, a couple seasons back. Obviously, he's a coach that preaches defense. He preaches playing hard. He's a film junkie, right? This guy is just always over-preparing his teams. But I have a problem when they make trades for a player like Cam Reddish, and then doesn't really get opportunity on this team, right? Um, I want to see what Cam Reddish is about, you know? Didn't really uh, didn't really see a lot of action in Atlanta. Hasn't really seen a lot of action in New York. So what's going to happen with that, right? I think that Cam Reddish has a very high ceiling. You know, this is a 6'8", 217-pound forward, right? He's got the handle. He likes... He likes to step back. He he takes shots that are, you know, heavily contested. He's a skilled forward. Um, I want to see him out there, you know. Obviously, they sign Isaiah Hartenstein, um, which is the, their new center now. Um, you know, it, it, this is a team that definitely looks exciting on paper. Um, but who knows what's going to happen with Julius Randle, right? You, you want to know, is he going to get moved? Um, you know, it sounds like they're trying to get him out of there. Um, it was kind of a weird season for him. You know, he complained a lot to the refs. Um, it's like he, he had that big season for himself and he kind of, uh, wants all the calls now, 
right? Because he feels like he's the superstar for the New York Knicks. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, Julius Randle. I liked Julius Randle when he was on, on the Lakers. Um, I actually really thought he had a lot of potential um, because I liked his ball handling ability. Obviously, he's really super left-handed, um, you know, doesn't really go right um, at all, right? Um, so I don't know, you know, I, I like this team. I just don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna take a step forward or if they're gonna kind of hover around the same place they are right now. Now it's hard for me to believe that you add Jalen Brunson to this team um, and you you're gonna do worse than 37 and 45. I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, you know, it's gonna be kind of hard to predict, but they they should definitely be a playing team, right? Um, I don't know if they make the playoffs. I don't know. Okay, and I say that because I really like the Hawks. Um, obviously, the Cavs are always going to be right there, you know, very competitive. Charlotte Hornets probably losing Miles Bridges, um, but they get Steve Clifford back, right? Older coach uh, that they had prior, um, kind of a tough old school coach. Not sure how that's going to gel with uh, with Lamelo, um, but yeah, you know, you get that team that might be hovering around the same place. Um, we don't know what what's going to happen with the Nets. But then we get to kind of more solid teams like the Raptors, the Bulls, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, right? These teams are kind of established, right? They're, they're going to stay around that playoff contention area, right? So you can assume those slots are all taken. So, so that, that, that play-in tournament is going to be really fun. Um, and, you know, who knows, right? It, it's, it's looking like uh, it's going to be really interesting next season. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for this portion of the bottom five for the Eastern Conference, right? I'm going to put out another episode for the bottom five of the Western Conference, and then I'm going to come out with a couple more episodes where we do the middle of the pack, right? Where I kind of give you some reasons to watch the middle of the pack teams from each conference, and then obviously the reasons to watch uh, the contenders, right? I kind of want to do all that um, in parts, right? In separate episodes. But that's going to do it for this portion of the bottom five. As always, I'm your host, Vic Lopez, and this is the All Things Basketball Podcast. Yeah.